much for tuning in to Finding Strength with Anne. I am so excited to introduce our guest today on today's episode. I'm going to let her actually introduce herself and tell us a little bit about who she is. So Delphi, I'm going to let you take it away a little bit. Thanks, Anne. My name is Delphi Giacomo. It's nice to virtually meet everybody in the podcast world. Um, I, um, during the day, I'm a corporate executive and then I help coaches also build their business, build their social media presence, build their brand and make sure that they have the right tools. And, um, I call it equipment, even though it's not physical, but the right digital equipment so that they are successful. Oh, I love that. Delphi. I love what you do. And I think it's great that you've got these two sides of you based on the skill set that you bring to people. Yeah, so, I'll tell you, for me, it's great because, you know, sometimes when, when you're just in the corporate world, it's all numbers and it's all it's all the things, right? It's all the papers and it's all the PowerPoints. And on the other side, I get to shut that off at five o'clock and turn on the creative side of my brain and I can go for hours after that. So I, it, it doesn't feel like it's work to me. So it, it just brings me joy. It helps other people. Um, and I like to pay it forward. There, I've had a lot of people that have helped me. So don't mind doing it. I love that. I love that. So as you know, for this podcast, for Finding Strength with Anne, this is all about how do we increase our resilience and recognizing that it's through adversity and through struggle that we actually find our strength. So when we talk about kind of the journey that you've had, tell us a little bit about maybe an obstacle that you've had in your world that you have now seen in the rear view mirror that you can look at from a different perspective. You know, and I, I never thought I would talk about this in public just because it's public, right? But um, yeah, I'm, I, I'll give you a little bit about myself. I am currently 48 years old. And I have 20 plus years in the corporate world. And there was a period of time where I, I definitely had a ton of adversity. And it was around, one, my inability to effectively bond with my peers, but then also their inability to give me room to bond with them in a way that was more inclusive of me. And I don't think any of us were really at fault for that other than we were very different people. They were older than me. They had been together in a group forever, like 20 plus years. And I just showed up. They were male. And I was the only female in the group when I started. My communication style is completely different. I'm Hispanic. They are not. So there were all these issues because we were so different. And the bubble was was just very different. And so it, it was a couple of years there where it was, I, I will tell you, it was pretty rough for me emotionally, psychologically. Um, I doubted for, for a while, I doubted my skill set until I realized, you know what, this, this isn't about my skill set. This, this is not about me per se. This is about how they perceive me and have chosen to perceive me and how I have chosen to perceive them. So it sounds like that whole perception of standing back and looking at it from a new perspective was a valuable exercise for you. It really, really was. And it took a lot of work. I, and, and, you know, 
honestly, it took me hiring a coach and help me get out of my own way and get out of my thoughts and look at it. Not necessarily, everybody kept telling me, oh, you need to look at it from their perspective. And in my head, I was thinking, well, nobody's looking at it from my perspective. And um, what I ended up doing was just being an observer and observing the circumstances and, and honestly having compassion for me and also having compassion for them. So, I mean, I, I see those folks still, and I'm sure if they saw this, they will be shocked that I felt that way. Um, but I would encourage them to think about how they felt dur during that time. And I'm sure that they had some of the same feelings. And, you know, it is what it is. And I, I to me, we're past it. We're, we're grown adults, and we've moved on in our relationships. I see them. We get along fine. Um, but it did take... And I, and I thought it was really interesting how when you step out and you look at it just as an observer, you're going to give yourself the advice that you give everybody else. And I'm full of advice. <laughs> I, people ask me for advice all the time. So I'm sitting there having this conversation with my coach and she's just walking me through the process of like, like if you saw this from the outside, what would it look like? And I'm like, oh my God, it sucks for both of us. I get it. I get it. So, so let me ask you this. What skills have you learned solely because you went through that adversity and that struggle? What is the skills? What has it taught you? What's the takeaway for you? Like for me, um, and I practice it every day, is that I am listening differently. I am listening for, is there an issue? And what's the real issue? And sometimes it's that, you know, people say, oh, just ask them what is, what's their problem? It's not about asking what their problem is. It's about building the relationship and really just taking a step back and understanding this is their world. And sometimes you need to morph a little to be in the world. And then in turn, they'll morph a little to be in your world. And so like, I, I have folks today that, um, you know, I, ju I just started my, my corporate job a year ago and um, this new corporate job a year ago. And, you know, it takes getting used to people in general. Um, but I definitely went in with a completely different perspective and attitude. I went in with I'm bringing my whole self. And I'm going to give myself grace because I'm going to make mistakes. And I verbalize that to those folks. And I said, you know, I don't know everything. You guys have been here forever. I honor that. And if you see me doing something nuts, you need to tell me. Do not hesitate. Do not look at the chain of command. I can get crazy. I can say off the wall things. Know that now. And, and let's get comfy. And eventually, you know, it takes time, right? Because somebody can say that and then they lose their noggin. You, you're telling them, oh, yeah, I don't think you're doing this right. And they're like, I am the boss of you. I am the boss of you and you will do what I tell you to do. No, we didn't do any of that. We just sat back and listened and morphed and, and really had a very successful year with the team. And now we have a good foundational relationship that we can build on for the years to come. But it was, it was, it took me a while to get there. I'm grateful for the experience to be honest with you, even though it was horrible. I, there were some horrible moments, but, I make not only did I make it through, I am I'm a better manager for it. 
You know, I, I love what I'm hearing a little bit because I know on this podcast, we talk a lot about this self-validation and you even use the word, I have to give myself grace. Yeah. And it sounds like you've kind of learned how to give yourself that grace and that validation. So you're not looking at it from the outside, but you know your own value and your own worth because of of where you've been. And then secondly, what's what I thought was really great is you have this concept of vulnerability. Yes. And, and I talk a lot about on the podcast of this importance of own who you are. Own the fact that you make mistakes. Own the fact that if this is the way you are, yeah, you're right. I'm a little picky or I'm a little this or I'm a little that. That's kind of part of the package that I want you to know that sometimes that is not about you. It's just about me, but it's okay. Right. Yes, a hundred percent. And I, like, I'll give you an example. I tend to be more of um, a risk taker than a lot of people are, and so hence corporate job plus side hustle plus helping people out plus doing charity work. Like, if you saw my schedule, people people are always questioning, like, do you really have time to do all of that? And I do. That's another topic for another podcast. Time boxing is a real thing and it works really, really well if you do it right. Um, but I I will sit there and really ask people to validate their position and really ask probably questions that are deeper than they're used to in a business setting. And sometimes I just have to take a step back and say, you know what, let's just... You have your opinions. Let this develop. And and I used to say, well, let's just let's just let people fail. It's not that you're letting them fail. You're letting people live their experience in that moment for whatever lesson they need to learn versus you trying to rescue or or fix it for them or anything like that. And probably that's that's probably the hardest lesson I ever had to learn that I, I can't fix it for everybody, even though I want to, because I'm a fixer. Yeah, but yes. it's, it's very interesting you talk about that because what you're doing is you're allowing to have other people and creates awareness in them. It's kind of this concept that I talk about when people talk about leadership and sometimes managers will say, well, you're not going to tell them how to be bossy leaders. And I said, absolutely not. I said, this is the opposite. This is about them always being in a training mode. Yeah. Because to your point, when you're in a training mode and you're a trainer, you can be the smartest person in the room, but that means nothing. Because the goal is unless I create awareness and clarity for you, I get no point. It doesn't matter how much I know. Because when we are a trainer, we actually are humbled. And we're allowed to say, tell me what you think. How would you do that? And that's kind of what I'm hearing from you regarding creating that awareness in somebody else. See, you talk about it like a trainer. I talk about it as leadership is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle. And you don't turn it off. And, and I, I think it's very interesting when people act a certain way of work and then they're very different outside. I'm like, what, what is that? And then you, you also try to tell me that, well, I'm a leader. Well, what does that mean? And I, actually, my sister's in in has a pretty big job also, and she and I talk about this part all the time. She'll she'll use the words "all of my leaders," like yeah. what does that mean? All yeah. of your leaders, like 
what qualifies them as that? And I still don't have the answer. I know there's thousands of books out there of what leadership is supposed to look like. Yeah. I think leadership is individualistic. It, it is, and you're absolutely right. And one of my favorite quotes is, leadership is not about being the best. It's about making others better. That's right. And in John Maxwell, one of his leadership books, he talks about the fact of if you want to see the leader, see if they have followers. Otherwise, yeah. you're just out taking a walk. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. And I thought that was really interesting. He's I like, unless that. somebody's following you, you're just out taking a walk. Yeah, I posted yeah. something on LinkedIn not too long ago. And I, I think not too long. It was probably like a couple of months ago. Um, it was this, this light post a bench and the light post had an umbrella and my my statement was you know this this is what leadership looks like sometimes you're the bench where they sit and talk yep. sometimes you stop the rain from falling on them and sometimes you're the guiding light even through the storm and you know I, I me too and i came up with it all by myself <laughs> I, was I, like, I felt smart that moment and i owned it but i really felt that like wow that really just, just to me, makes sense for me. And depending on where you are in your journey, as far as like leadership skill development, you could still be learning to hold the umbrella. You could still be learning to be that guiding light, or you could just be the bench for now. Yeah. I love that because to your point, it's all those various skills of where you are in your journey. Yeah. And I know another thing that we always talk about is the importance of our circle of influence, of who yeah. are those rocks that are in our influence. So for you, I have to ask, do you find that that changes or tell us a little bit about who is your circle of influence, especially during the adversity that you've had? What does that look like for you? So I, I have what I call my tribe. And I have my inner circle. If you know, you know. No names, names, but if you know, you know. Um, and there's very few people in there. Yeah. And they're longtime friends, some of them for business, some are personal, um, but there's very few people in there. Then there's what I, I call it my current circle, current as in uh, the current in a river. Yeah. That circle moves around my inner circle, and that circle can change. And it depends on where, what's my current state in life. Who am I around? Who are my sponsors, mentors, you know, supporters, etc. Um, that that moves around, um, and it just depends what's happening. And it, during that time of adversity, my inner circle was tight, but I I felt shame on what was happening to me. And, and and with me, and I said with me because it was happening to the other people too, um, I felt some shame about it because I felt like maybe I had made a mistake in making that move. And maybe this this whole thing was just, I should just go home and, and, and not be there anymore. Um, that outer circle, and I'll tell you that there's, there's one person in particular, and if she hears it, she, she'll know who she is. Um, but I had had an extremely rough day and I had not like from the morning to the end of the day, 
I was made to feel like I didn't know what I was doing, that I didn't know anything, that I was screwing everything up. And I had to flip and go deliver a conversation about diversity and inclusion and why this place is so great to work. And I grabbed one of my current people and said, listen, I'm going to download this on you. And I'm going to apologize up front that I'm, I'm doing a dump here on what my day has been like and what I've been told and how I feel I've been treated so that I can go in that room and do my job for the organization and present a, a, a face of, because it was a diversity event, a diversity and inclusion event face that is worthy of representing what, what a great organization this is because what is happening to me is not representative of the place right now. It's just what's happening to me. And I still can't figure out why this is happening. So I'm just going to tell you, I told her, she broke out in tears and I'm like, look, I'm not trying to exchange the energy with you and I'm not, don't cry for me. I will cry when I get home. I'm a big girl. I cry at home. Um, but I need to go in there and do my thing. And we talked it out. She's like, are you sure you can do this? And I'm like, I can do this. I can now do this. It's out of my system. Went in there, did the talk, came out and said, not coming to work tomorrow. Not coming to work tomorrow. I cannot. This, this is too emotionally draining and difficult. Wow. And I applaud you for the fact of you recognizing that you needed that connection at that moment. Oh, yeah. Because I, I would have cried on stage. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, I would have walked on stage, sat in a panel discussion about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and cried my eyes out because I felt like I was not included. Or and part I, of. And I applaud you for that. I applaud the fact that you knew what you needed and you gave yourself what you needed at that time. So take your right hand, pat yourself on the back. And I was in my left hand because I'm left handed, but go ahead. <laughs> exactly. But it's that idea of like recognizing this is what I need in order for me to move forward. Yeah. And being able to deliver that to be able to recognize that we can give ourselves that grace. Our brain is that safe space for us that we can always go there. Yeah. And the importance of connection to one another is so, so very important as humans because language does something when we give it out in the world. Yeah. And it can help us. Yeah. So this has just been an amazing, amazing interview. And I have to ask you, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with regarding I, your story? Yeah, I would, I would say, you know, be curious, take the opportunity to be curious about the other person. Had folks understood the circumstances that I was going through personally and and really paid attention to that, I think it would have been different. Um, and again, no blame there. It's not their fault. It's not my fault. It's just it, it happened the way it happened. But I think that if you're curious and, and you ask, if people are okay, when you know a little bit about what's going on with them, I think you open up a whole different can of butterflies and flowers with regards to building a relationship instead of just kicking the can down the road and saying, you, 
you know, we do this a lot. Um, you don't fit in or you don't, you, you, you're not like us. You need to just acclimate to how we do things. We do this in corporate all the time. Acclimate to how we do things. Maybe you should just be curious. So I would love for people to walk away with, be curious about others, give yourself grace and give the other person grace too, because you have no idea what they're going through. I absolutely love that. And I appreciate the fact of hearing so much of what we talk about on finding strength with them, because we talk about this concept of positive neuroplasticity. Yeah. And people are like, what is that? And it's about a lot of what you talked about. It's about taking in the good and us being able to recognize that through every experience we have, we can learn something. And when we recognize that we can use every experience as a learning opportunity, it allows us not to avoid adversity and hard stuff. But on the other hand, we recognize that we're becoming better and we're seeing our strength through that struggle to be able to move forward. So I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to meet with us today. Thank you for and, having me. Um, actually, for all of our wonderful audience out there, please take a look at our event page that we have. And we've got some new stuff coming up with positive neuroplasticity and taking in the good. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you.